This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. up guys welcome back to the podcast welcome back to unwinding we are not in the studio today okay we are sitting in my kitchen actually in my well on my dining room table i guess this is like my work table and i'm just like i'm feeling feeling suffocated in the studio you know what i'm saying i'm just like not in the mood to be sitting on the floor in my messy ass closet and i just like wanted to be out here sitting down on my desk like we're just trying it out i never record out here because i fear the echo might be a little bit crazy but like i turned off my water thing i turned off the dryer my ac isn't really loud so i'm praying it doesn't sound too bad let me know what you think give me your feedback i'm also in the process of getting new microphones because I want to have, um, I just want to like upgrade, you know? So anyway, bear with me and let's get into today's episode. I'm so excited. Oh, I was going to give you guys a little update before, but maybe we'll do an update next week. So today is Tuesday, July 13th. It is 6.21 p.m. if you're wondering. And this week I am um, flying to see a man. I am flying <laughs> to another city to have some dinner dates which is like what i'm excited i'm super excited nothing crazy you know i'm a single woman living (laughs) my best life what am i even saying anyway yeah i'm going to another city i'm going to hang out with a dude and i will keep you guys updated and we'll see how it goes it's um really cool because he doesn't have social media so i feel like i can talk about it and like nobody's gonna know you know what i'm saying anyway um so yeah i'll keep you guys updated i will definitely be like storing so go follow me on ig you know if you don't anyway so that's my update this week has been crazy i'm working on some really exciting things and so my mind is just kind of like you know that mean that is like i have like 500 tabs open in my brain that's me right now but it's all good stuff i'm excited i'm feeling very inspired very grateful and losing my mind all all at, all at once but mostly just very excited so Anyway, I hate being that person who's like, I'm like, exciting things coming, you know? But I just, I just, I just don't want to say something and then it not happen. I don't want to, that's it. That's the only thing. But I am getting ready to launch a new business. That's what I will say. And I'll say that on the podcast because I feel like you guys that listen to the podcast, I just, I just feel like we're on another level, you know, like we're closer, we're like a little closer, and so yeah, that's what we're working on, and I'm very excited, I'm gonna stop saying I'm excited, let's get into today's episode with the beautiful jewels, guys, this episode is fucking full of gems, full of information, jewels is so smart, I literally wanted to keep talking to her for hours, um, you've probably seen her on your for you page on TikTok, okay, she is a TikTok queen she has i i don't even know i think over two hundred and seventy thousand 
100,000 eyes watching her and that's because she knows what she's saying and she's just i mean she's incredible so she's a content strategist the founder of matches media i mean a badass entrepreneur just so many things and we had such a cool conversation we talk all about tiktok we talk all about content creating what people are doing right what people are doing wrong you know the most authentic and best way to collaborate with brands just so much juice in here and i can't wait for you guys to listen to it thank you so much jules for coming on and for being so open and sharing so much i think this episode is going to be so helpful to um so many people myself included i like was editing this today actually and it got me all re-inspired again so i hope that it does that for you as well and i can't wait to hear what you guys think make sure to follow jules if you don't already i'm sure you already do but i will be tagging all of her all of her everything in the show notes and make sure to you know if you're feeling nice give me five stars five star rating i don't i don't need your one star rating okay i don't need it thank you so much you can keep that one um no but yeah i would love if you guys could rate the podcast it's so helpful and yeah just tag me if you're listening i love to see when you guys are listening it makes my day it makes me so happy and i'll be posting video snippets of our conversation on the ig so make sure you're following unwinding pod on instagram that is it and oh also i wanted to shout out gami i introduced her on the um winding unwinding instagram she is the new member of my team and i love her and she's been so fucking helpful and yeah just like major shout out to her because she is helping me with so many different things right now and i'm just like it's it feels so cool to like have somebody working with you you know when you're like used to working by yourself so it's a really cool feeling and not only is she an incredible worker and so just easy to work with but she's also like a really good friend of mine and it's so cool to be able to combine the two you know what i'm saying anyway i'm gonna shut up now and let's get into the episode with jules okay wait i'm recording too okay oh my gosh i'm so excited hi welcome how are we doing i'm doing well how are you i'm good i'm hydrating right now you know when you feel like you're about to get a cold but like you're not getting a cold but you just kind of feel like something i don't know if it's like i don't know what it is so i'm like extra hydrating today (laughs) yes and i i always take vitamin c and i don't know if it does anything but it makes me feel like i'm preventing something same i just took like echinacea and like all these like vitamins that i never take on the day on the regular today i was like i'm taking absolutely everything Anyway, I'm so excited to have you. I have, you've been on my For You page for a very long time and I'm just so excited to talk all things social media, TikTok, everything. So let's start. I just like want to jump right into it. So talk to me about your growth on TikTok. Like was it, did it happen overnight? Was it a slow process? Did you have like a strategy in mind? What was it like? Um, super interesting. So toward the end of January, 2021, I saw a Gary Vee video and he was talking about what a great business tool TikTok is and how everyone should be on it. And it's all about the volume and giving yourself chances to go viral. He was like, if I was trying to grow a business, I would be posting three times a day on TikTok just to see what hits. And I was like, I'm going to commit to that and just see how it goes. And at the time, I was doing social media stuff for businesses. So influencer campaigns, Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, 
and doing some organic social media growth stuff. Um, and I was like, let's see what people are interested in. So I started posting kind of some videos about business, my favorite books, um, and then social media tips. And I think a week or two in, I had a video talking about how you could use Pinterest to grow your Instagram, um, get like 800,000 views. And I had no following, so I was super excited. And that was kind of when I was hooked. And uh, the growth happened pretty quickly after that. Holy shit. So that January. So like you've only been doing this for what, like four months? Yes. And I've slowed down a bit because I'm distracted at the moment. But uh, I think it was it took me two weeks to hit 10K and then another two weeks to hit 100K. It was insane in the beginning. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Well, congrats. Obviously, that's so, so, so cool. And oh, my gosh, I have so many questions. Okay, so I want to get super specific. So what do you see people doing wrong on TikTok right now? Uh, So the number one thing that I see people doing wrong is just not posting enough or delaying starting for any reason. (laughs) (laughs) I think that with so many people who are interested in content creation, it's usually creative types and business people, both of which tend to be perfectionists. Mm -hmm. And that is such a hindrance when it comes to TikTok. Um, If you want to grow on TikTok, you need to get used to putting the volume out there, not caring about every single video performing, and listening to your audience and just refining as you go. There's no reason to delay starting. I don't know a single creator who uh, spent weeks agonizing over their first post and then, you know, down the line was able to look back on their first post and actually like it. I think that it is a rite of passage to hate your early content. (laughs) Yeah. I have archived so much shit on Instagram. I'm like, oh my God, what was I doing? Yes. It's okay though. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, I would just say start, post a ton, listen to your audience and refine as you go. That is by far the best way to grow. Right. And so what, what what you see doing wrong is people not posting enough. And do you think there is a like a specific number or do do you think it depends on people's niche and like what they're doing or do you think volume in general is just like the key right now I honestly think that early on volume is the key and then you can kind of uh pull back on the volume yep as you go and you realize what people are liking seeing from you but um I've seen creators post five to ten times a day early on (laughs) which is crazy but that's where you need to give up the perfectionism and you just need to post yourself making coffee in the morning and post yourself uh going for a walk getting dressed like everything um and I think that testing out all of that content in the beginning you're able to see okay what videos are performing best and you can then start posting only three to five times a day and then maybe only three times a day that's still so much dude it's I mean I get it right I get it but it's that's where I struggle is because is where like I can barely create one video that I'm like very happy with to post that I'm like three a day like I know I need to get my shit together and like be more strategic about my like of when I'm batching content etc but that's where that's where I struggle I'm like I don't want to just post like garb like trash not like trash but you get what I'm saying like I want it to be meaningful if I'm gonna post it and 
I think people just think it is so simple because it's so quick, right? Like the videos are so short, they're so quick, but that doesn't mean it doesn't take time to like think about it and conceptualize like what you're even going to say, you know? And something else I struggle with is like, I don't really know, like I know what my niche is and I know who I'm talking to, but it's very broad. So like I, this is where I struggle, right? Because like, so I have this podcast and it's like what I love the most and I want my Instagram to kind of be like an extension of my podcast where it's like it's it's almost like big sis vibes you know what I mean like I I just want it to I'm just sharing my life and being very open and that's it really you know and so what kind of content goes with that you know what I'm saying like so I've, I've struggled in a way trying to be like I don't know what kind of pictures to share so I just kind of share my life in a way and I do really like an aesthetic feed so I enjoy putting that together and etc and so when I started TikTok, which was very recent, I'm like, what the fuck do I talk about? Like, I, you know, so I'm like, do I do little snippets of like what I kind of talk about on my podcast? And so I kind of started doing that. And then I did like little daily vlogs. Like I'm trying to figure out what I enjoy doing, but I don't want to just do one thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to just do one kind of content on TikTok because I feel like there's so many different videos that are so fun to make. You know what I mean? Definitely. Well, I think that's okay, though, because um, I always direct people to the age-old um, branding exercise of uh, detailing your ideal buyer or your, yeah. in this case, ideal follower. Yeah. And if you think about who your ideal your, your target follower is. For you, that might look like someone who is uh, in high school or college, maybe early 20s, um, and think about all of the content that she would like to see on her free right. page. Yeah. And really go into detail about like who that person is and what they like to consume. And then you don't have to create one type of content, you just have to create anything that that ideal follower would like to see. Right. So I think that that allows you to be broad but strategic at the same time I love that because you know there's also so much noise online of people saying like you have to stick to one kind of content you have to only and it's like whoa 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 like we're all such multifaceted humans and yes I agree that maybe on Instagram per se you'll definitely have more maybe faster success like if you're only sticking to one kind of content like for sure but I think that's where I've never been able to like put myself into a box in a way you know like I've never been able to do that because I'm like I don't what when I think about the people that I like to watch and that I enjoy watching they don't just talk to me about one thing you know it's I like to have a little bit of variety too you know Definitely. And you hit the nail on the head. Your growth will be fast-tracked if you really, really stick to a niche. So if you're a fitness creator and everything you post is um, about home exercises and um, intuitive eating, and that is what you post across platforms, you're probably going to be able to grow relatively quickly because people are going to instantly understand the value of following you. Um, they're going to see you on their For You page. They're going to go to your account, they're going to see, oh, fitness content in my feed every day. It's easy. But if you want to grow as a lifestyle creator where you, you know, share all facets of your personality, it takes a minute for people to feel like they know you. And at right. that point, they want to follow you. Yeah. So it's a, a slower path to growth. But if you can stick to it, you actually end up with the most powerful platform of all because people feel personally connected to you. Right. And that's, Ultimately, I mean, we're all different, right? We all want to do different things, and I love that. Thank, thankfully, we have all different 
Like, I'm not saying I don't follow people that are only in, in one certain area because I definitely do. And I definitely know, like, I know what I know what I can expect from the, from them. And I think people really like that. People really like to know what you're going to provide for them, what they can count on you for, right? Like, there's so many creators now that it's like, if I'm going to follow you, you better be giving me something. It has to be something, right? At the end of the day. Um, I'm just curious, what did you study in college? Like, did you always want to work in, like, digital media or something? Not at all. So I actually, uh, I played golf at University of Michigan, and oh, wow. I had no idea what I wanted to major in, so I switched around many times. Um, decided that because I was good at math and science that I should go into the medical field. Okay. Was debating nursing school, med school, and That's I had... So I know, it's so unrelated to what I do now. But I had an older cousin who was a CRNA who I really looked up to. Um, that's a nurse anesthetist. So you go to nursing school, you then go to anesthesia school, and you put people to sleep for surgery. So thought she was super cool. She had a cool like lifestyle, and I was like, all right, that's what I'm doing. So I applied to the nursing school, got in, and pretty quickly was like, this is not for me. But at that point, I was like, I've already switched majors so many times. I just want to graduate, and I'll figure out what I want to do later. Yeah. Um, debatable whether or not that was the right decision. <laughs> um, toward the end of school, I was like, I can't go be a nurse. I, I just really don't like it. And so I applied to post-bac pre-med programs, which are basically conditional acceptance to med school if you meet a certain GPA and okay. you in that like one year of post-baccalaureate study and you get a certain MCAT score. I applied to Columbia and Penn because I was like, these are reach schools. If I get in, it's like my God sign to go. (laughs) (laughs) I got an interview at Penn and I turned it down. I was like, no, I don't want to go. And then I got in directly to Columbia and I was like, all right, the universe is telling me to go. (laughs) So I went to New York with my dad. I met with financial aid. I like set up my schedule for the next year. I held a seat. I almost signed for an apartment. And then after that financial aid meeting, we looked through the paperwork. And by the end of med school and everything, I would have had like $800,000 in student loans. It's insane. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do that. It's too much pressure. I was like, I won't even be able to pick a specialty that I like. I'll just be after money well, and, and I, you were already feeling in like unsure and then they right. throw that huge ass number in your face it's like I mean if I wanted this okay let's talk about right. it but if you're already feeling kind of like cloudy about it that's that's a that's insane exactly so I didn't want to be tied to that until I was like 60 yeah. years old so I yeah backed out of that ended up working at Cleveland Clinic as a nurse for a year and a half and okay. during that time started an e-commerce business on the side and scaled that to six figures in two months. And that was fully through social media. So organic social media growth. um, What was the business, sorry? Like what were you selling? No, that's okay. It was an apparel business and we were selling athleisure. And when the tie-dye craze hit, when Mm. you know all the big TikTok girls were wearing the tie-dye sets, I was like, how can I get my hands on this stuff? And you couldn't source it from anywhere like just no suppliers were even making it so I bought a whole bunch of white sweatpants and like dyed them in my bathtub (laughs) and then I dm'd every single person that was in the comments on these other tie-dye pages asking them for restocks 
and I DM'd them discount codes. So smart. <laughs> so smart. Wow. It was very scrappy. <laughs> and I did a bunch of influencer marketing and learned how to do Facebook and Instagram ads and everything. And then um, found out that my ads were actually converting at a pretty uh, significant rate or above average rate. And I was selling a ton with my influencer marketing campaigns. So I ended up starting to do those for friends who had businesses. Um, and that's how I kind of transitioned into full-time doing social media. Wow. Okay. So timeline wise, when did you, how old are you? Sorry. When did you graduate? Uh, I'm 25. I graduated in 2018. Okay. So, wow. That is so, (laughs) that's such a cool story though, because, oh, I just have so many thoughts about this because I have a lot of friends that completely changed industries and careers. And I think, I studied marketing in college, but I still didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. And I still think that it was, you know, when I was in high school and I was a senior and I would talk to my friends that really were so clear cut, fully committed to something and knew what they wanted to do. I was like, not envious, but like, I was like, that must be so nice to feel that certainty because I don't know what I want to do. I always loved writing. I always loved I don't want to say taking photos because I definitely did not like taking photos of myself, but I loved beauty, um, fashion. Like I loved all these girly things and not that they're only girly. Sorry. I mean, like I loved all these, you know, whatever. I loved all that lifestyle stuff. And I also loved writing. I loved like creating, I would create like scrapbooks all the time, things like that. And I wanted to study fashion, but I didn't know what I wanted to do because I'm like, I don't want to design clothes. Like I don't, I had no idea, but I just knew like kind of that road, but I now understand that what I wanted to do didn't really exist when I was in high school, you know, which is like some sort of what I'm doing right now in a way. Um, but so I went to college with a question mark. I was just like, I have no idea, you know, and I just think it's like I think it's crazy that when we're so young, we're expected to be like, oh, I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. And it's it's so much pressure and to be honest with you, like, I value education so much, and I'm so grateful that I had the chance to go to, to college, truly, like, I, I really am, but I don't know that I'm going to put that pressure on my kids, because I just think the world is changing so much, and I don't think it's entirely necessary, and I just, I would be okay if they decided to do something different, you know, like, I don't know, I just feel that way, and I also just think that changing your mind is so okay, Yes, you know, absolutely. And, I know so many people who stick with jobs that they can't they stand. Hate. Why? Yeah. Like, I just, ugh, it makes me so mad because I'm like, life is so short and I know it's not that easy. I know you can't just like get out of a situation. I know we're all in very different positions and I know that some people might not have the capacity to just get up and leave when they're not happy. I fully understand that. But I really do think that if you're not happy and you hate what you're doing every single day and if you wake up on Monday and you're counting down the days to Friday, like something needs to change. Like I hope that for you because I don't want like that's just that doesn't sound like a life to me, you know, and if you hate if you hate your job, maybe you can find something that you hate a little bit less and like, you know, like kind of work your way down to finally find something that makes you happy, you know. Absolutely. And I really do think that it's possible for for most, if not all people, and it might not be instant, but I definitely, I completely agree that you should try your best to work 
toward that and just Mm -hmm. really believe that something better is out there. A really big um, factor in my decision to start that business on the side was I got really into the podcast, How I Built This. I don't know if Mm, you've listened to that. Um, But I listened to so many of these episodes where these founders were involved in completely unrelated industries like finance and then they founded a hair care company or um sarah blakely's episode really spoke to me where the founder of spanx she um was selling fax machines door to door because she couldn't get a high enough lsat score to get into college or to get into law school and she was like crying in her car between like selling fax machines and she said I feel like I'm stuck in someone else's movie. Like, this is not my movie. And that so resonated with me at the time. And she ended up starting Spanx out of her um, bedroom. And I was like, oh my God, if it starts that small, I can start. I can start small and see where it takes me. I think baby steps are so underrated. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, there's so much pressure in our day, in our day and age that it's like, you need to start a business and you need to have five businesses and you need to do this. Cool. If you want to do all that, do it. Right. I'm so for that, but it doesn't have to like, it. you have, you don't have to come up with a bang. Like if you have to take little steps to like build it and to get there, like, I think that's totally okay. Even one little thing a day that you can do 20 minutes a day that you have that you can allocate to like your dream or your passion project. Like, I think that's meaningful. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? Absolutely. And I don't think anyone does start with a bang per se, but I didn't know who Sarah Blakely was until she was the youngest um, self-made female billionaire and on the cover wow. of Forbes. I didn't that's, know that. That's, that's Yeah, that's when I found out who she was, but it started in her bedroom and I never would have known that. And I think that it's really easy to look at people and be like, that's something I could never do because Mm -hmm. you don't know where it started. You don't know the process. We just see the, I love that you said that because that happens so much on social media. We see the final result. We don't see Mm -hmm. everything that people are doing behind the scenes. You know, we, we so quickly compare ourselves, even if it's just, I don't know, comparing your body or your, or whatever it is to somebody else's you have no idea what they're maybe what they're going through are they even happy what they're going home to like we we have no idea right so I love that point of just keeping in mind that you don't know the process and it's so easy to judge something once it's done quote unquote done but you don't know what it might have took to get there you know absolutely I love that well I want to kind of go back to uh, Um, social media for a second so what are some of your like content creation tips what are things that work for you when you're creating your content do you batch it like what what are what are your tips for that absolutely so my process is basically I keep a note on my phone Mm -hmm. with just a running list of content ideas Mm -hmm. and I definitely batch create I sit down once or twice a week to film like five plus videos at a time And I don't like to batch create all of my content because sometimes I do feel inspired during the week to reply to a comment or make a video, you know, about what I'm really inspired about that day. Um, But I like to have enough in my drafts to where I have something to post every day um, so that when I'm not feeling the greatest or I'm overwhelmed with business or you know, whatever else is in the way, I don't Mm -hmm. feel like I have to run and film a TikTok. So batch creation is the biggest sanity saver, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, I film everything in TikTok. Uh, I think that it depends on what niche you're in. 
um, and if you need to edit in outside apps. But I think a lot of people can get away with filming in TikTok and, um, you know, kind of doing the minimum when it comes to production. I actually think that that kind of off-the-cuff, raw content people tends to perform that. better. Yeah. yeah. I Which think is- that's... Sorry, no, go ahead. No, no. I just, I think that's part of what people like so much better about TikTok than Instagram or YouTube where everything is so high production. Yeah. Um, I think people like that more natural content. Oh my gosh. Well, I love that on TikTok and that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I love TikTok. And I know this is going to sound shitty, but I love that on TikTok, you almost kind of have to have a personality or you have to have value because I think on Instagram, you can get away with not. And that's just how I feel. And I get, I get really bored on Instagram. I've said this before. Lately, I've been feeling really bored just because uh, maybe it's my fault that I have to diversify who I'm following, but I just see so much of the same. And I'll include myself in that, you know, like the photos and the aesthetic feeds. And it's like, it gets very, very repetitive in a way. And don't get me wrong. I love it. I respect it. I know there's like so much time that goes into it. I, I get it. But it does like, I just, I would rather get to know someone's personality than like see a pretty picture with a flower emoji as the caption like that just doesn't speak to me you know what I'm saying so I that's why that's why I really like TikTok in the way that you have to have something to say there has to be something more than just like a pretty photo yes and I think that TikTok has really um democratized the social media space you know not exactly to where it needs to be but it's definitely was a a step in the right direction because with Instagram I think because everything is so vanity based um you need to have resources to even become an influencer whereas with TikTok all you need is a phone and like you said partially my fault because of who I follow but at the same time like that's who Instagram has given me via discover whereas on TikTok I run into so many different types of people from different locations with different backgrounds and my my following on TikTok or like who I follow rather is so diverse and it's definitely I was just gonna gonna ask you like who do you like to watch like not even who but like what kind of content do you like to consume when you're not producing Yeah, it's, um, so I consume a lot within my own niche because I like to, you know, be up to date on what other people are doing. I love business. I love finance. I follow a lot of finance accounts. Um, (laughs) I also follow a lot of fashion accounts. On TikTok, I think it's so fun to see the process of putting together an outfit. It's not just the final product. Um, I have bought so much stuff from girls like Amazon stores (laughs) from TikTok I have bought so much shit like on but honestly it's like great like little hacks and things that I would never discover otherwise so I'm not complaining Uh, absolutely it's better stuff than I would have found elsewhere (laughs) yeah Yeah, Um, for sure I also follow a ton of uh comedy creators I even follow like Sylvanian drama I don't know if you've seen them but it's like little calico critters but Okay, it's so funny. I'm going to have to send it to you. I don't even (laughs) know how to explain it. (laughs) Please, I want to see. Um, Yeah, but I follow, like, such a a wide array of accounts on TikTok. I love that. That is a wide array. I love that. Um, I meant to ask ask you this earlier. Can we get very specific on, like, you know, I just hear so much buzz around, like, 
the sounds that you use on TikTok, like it has to be a trending sound for it to do well. Your has your hashtags have to be super specific, but also throw in one that's like massive, that's trending, that has nothing to do with your video. Your caption, like how important is the caption? How important is the text in the video? Like let's get like super nitty gritty and just sh- and just tell me like at least what's worked for you the best or what you think is. I don't know if there's any myths there that you you know how you hear that all the time like the different rules I guess I just want to hear your thoughts on them basically for sure so um I can definitely get into that I will say that I always tell people not to agonize over the little things you're so much better off putting that additional effort into making an incredible hook yes something that's really going to stop people from scrolling getting your lighting right so that um you know your face is really well illuminated in the video like that is more important than the hashtags that you use um so i'll get into kind of how i measure the success of my content and um what my strategy is there but um for captions i think that i don't think it's important what you caption your video i think that you should use a few on niche hashtags because the way that the TikTok algorithm works is So it wants your content to perform well. You can work with the algorithm because when your content performs well, it keeps people on the app and TikTok is able to show more people ads. So it's a win-win. So they're gonna use your caption, your subtitles, your hashtags to determine who is most likely to interact with your video. And that's gonna be the initial test group that they show it to. I always say use on niche hashtags because you want it being, if you make a fashion video, you want uh, fashion related hashtags, people who interact with those to be seeing your video. Mm -hmm. Using a huge trending hashtag tells the algorithm nothing. Um, And you're just gonna drown in a pool of billions of pieces of content. So I never encourage that. Trending sounds I think can be very valuable when there is a trend attached to the sound and you're participating in that. So, I don't know if you remember, like, the microwave one that's, like, defrosting my personality for. Mm, (laughs) That would be a great example of, like, participating in that is going to give you a good chance to trend. But just having that sound layered on a video where you're maybe talking to the camera isn't going to do anything. Got it. Um, And then posting times. Again, I wouldn't really concern myself too much with this. it's pretty intuitive when people are on their phones is the best time to post so uh the evening is usually ideal after school after work um but tiktok again is going to push your content when it's most likely to perform so i've had videos that um you know go under review and aren't live until two in the morning my time but then that following day they get a boost so um i I wouldn't worry too much about that I think it's so interesting and I think the reason why I was just thinking about this the reason why there are all these like rules that people try to share about do this with a hashtag and this with your caption and da, da, da. I think it's because coming from Instagram you have to be so strategic and I think it matters so much more than let's say on TikTok right like your hashtags really do matter they can really make or break your photo sometimes your caption like like I I think a caption can definitely encourage people to stop and engage more than if there was just a flower emoji on it right and so and the time like I think all these little things are so much more important on Instagram so I think when people migrate to TikTok they're like okay like what's the strategy right and I think it sounds like it's just so much simpler on TikTok and I also have to remember that because um I think 
I think I tend to overthink things too much, you know, and that's a huge like sometimes you just have to learn from the skinny confidential. I love her. I don't know if you heard oh, her yes. listen to her yeah. podcast. I love she her. She always same. She always says launch fast and then adjust. And I take that in anything. Like even if it's, you know, starting to post a certain kind of something or whatever it is in my life, I just do now I'm trying to just do it and we'll go accordingly and we'll fix accordingly. That I is beautiful better. advice for yeah. social media, business, life in general. Um, do you if use... You, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you do want to overanalyze, then put that energy into using a spreadsheet to track what about your highest performing content um, is making it perform highly. So if mm-hmm. you um, track your content by views and then you uh, write down what words you use like in the intro and what delivery format you use, was it a stitch, a green screen, a, a duet? Tip. Yeah, and then um, you'll be surprised how much your high performing videos have in common. You usually do like, that. yeah, it's usually the hook that uh, yeah. is, um, making your video perform really highly. I have found on TikTok um, that the videos that have done really well for me, I posted like I gave no fucks about them. Like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, you know, maybe someone will like this, whatever. And then the videos that I'm like, oh my God, I have this great idea. I'm going to film it. I plan it out. Flops. Like, it's so funny. It's so funny. I, I swear it has like this like meter of like, did, did she care about this or not? If she did it, I'm going to make it go viral. It's I so think that funny. comes through in the content for sure. And I, I think, think that so I personally like when I come across a video and I watch it and I feel like I'm friends with the person. Yeah, like we were same. FaceTiming or something and it's really yeah. casual. Yeah. Agreed. Do you use Pinterest a lot lately? Um, so I, I do use Pinterest. I actually consume more on Pinterest than I um, use it as a tool. I think it's a great tool for um, redirecting traffic to your social media accounts and to your website if you have a business. Um, yeah. But I think that by far the best place to put your energy right now is TikTok. Um, it, it gives you the best opportunity to get crazy reach. And I don't think that that is going to last forever. It's already... Uh, more difficult yep it's already more difficult to get a video to go viral now than it was three four months ago so So, yeah yeah definitely what's your what's what's what do you think is the best way to redirect people from your tiktok to your instagram like do you think it's just at the end saying like oh make sure you know like remind people or what what have you found works the best So I think the best redirect is obviously having it linked um, in your bio, but then also having a blurb in your bio that tells people what type of value they would get from going to your Instagram. Mm, So if you're an educational creator, maybe you offer a free PDF on Instagram, or maybe you like cite your sources in your stories and then you highlight those. Um, Give people value and they will follow. Right give people a reason to want to move I guess a valuable reason to want to move right they don't want you to say hey follow me on Instagram because that's about you make it about them like if you follow me on Instagram you'll get this so true we're all just we're all just um we all just need people to give us things everywhere everywhere and wherever we go yeah we're all that's exactly what I was trying to say we're all selfish um okay wait talk to me about matches media 
Yeah, so um, Matches Media is the agency that I have formed around my social media services for businesses. And um, I now do one-on-one consulting with creators and business owners as well. Um, That started once I started with TikTok because people started asking to work with me um, strategically. Yeah. Um, But we predominantly do influencer campaigns for brands. So we put together, um, we'll talk to a brand, get to know them and their target audience and their goals, and then we will put together a roster of influencers that we think um, will help them reach their target audience. We reach out to them, contract them, and help them um, ensure that the content the influencers are creating is both authentic to the influencers, but then also effective for the brands. Um, I love that. So a lot of brands, you know, and a lot of agencies want to get really specific with what they make the creators do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's great in some ways if you, you know, I don't know if you saw the Too Faced campaign with the little song that they made for their the mascara. Gloss. Oh, I see, um, I've, I'm seeing one from mascara on TikTok right now. I think okay. it's Mac. Yes, what, I saw that What in Wild also did a mascara uh-huh. on TikTok. I didn't see the Too Faced one, though. Okay, yeah. So Too Faced made, like, a little song, and they actually came up with a dance, and they had all these creators, like, advertise their lip gloss, but then also do this little dance. Mm-hmm. And it was catchy and cute. Um, and so I think in that case, it's fine to be specific with what you want creators to do. Um, but I also think that for a lot of... Um, brands looking to advertise with creators leave some creative freedom up to them because they know their audiences very well Mm -hmm. you know um they work with them every day and they see what their audiences interact with so i think you're really going to get better performance when you let the creators decide what their audience is going to like totally and i wish that more brands thought this way and i also wish that more brands were less worried about getting influencers to become affiliates with their brands and more worried about creating a lasting long-term relationship with them which in turn will even give them a larger return on investment than just saying hi I love like we love your page become an affiliate like that's like that's what I've been seeing getting so much recently and I'm like I haven't even tried your shit bro like what I'm not it doesn't make sense to me I wish all these brands were like trying to create relationships that is what I that's what like in my opinion works the best because I don't trust influencers and bloggers who are showing me something different every single day you know and you can people are smart we're all consumers we're all becoming smarter consumers too and so we know like you know when someone genuinely likes something you know when someone's you just know I think I at least I really do and I think that brands need to realize that as well and and I love that you said to give them creative freedom because that's again it's just gonna work better for them too you know yes absolutely and I think that no, I sorry, think that brands, sorry, uh, should uh, treat themselves like bosses to to employees and really um, cultivate that relationship, like you said, with the creators, and then yeah. you're going to see that higher return on investment. I worked totally. with a brand who immediately was willing to pay me for a single piece of content, let me try out the product, like see how I liked it and everything, and then they met with me, like they kept up the relationship, and now we do kind of have an ongoing relationship where I do care about the product and like it and I basically act like an affiliate because now That's I just love saying. their product and care That's about them. That's what I'm saying like if you if you actually cultivated a relationship with said influencer 
not only are they going to have an affinity for you as just like a brand, but they're also going to be more likely to want to showcase your product because they want to continue building that relationship. So it's like I have I I I that happens to me similarly. Like I've I don't I'm affiliated with a few brands, but it's literally like two or three that I use all the time that I would talk about regardless. But then I have other brands that I love and 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 I don't necessarily work with them constantly, but you know, they're always restocking me and and without me even asking and it's because I love their stuff. I'm genuine about how much I love their stuff. We treat each other. It's like it's a two-way street. That's what it is. And I act like an affiliate, like you just said, and I think that's so much more valuable and even smarter than always having to tag that you're that you're affiliated because then people trust you less. Like it's just this whole cycle. I wish I I wish all brands were listening to this conversation. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not even lying. Definitely, I know, and and I think that um, I think it's a huge issue the way that brands treat certain creators and. Oh, yeah you know, like want stuff done for free. That's actually a big project I'm working on right now is I'm trying to put together a database of um, creator uh, information where they basically self-report their experiences with brands and um, say, how did you like working with this brand? Um, Did they compensate you for your work? How much did they compensate you? And I'm hoping to eventually have enough of this data to be able to share it with people and say, this is how much you should be getting paid if you have this following and this engagement rate. Because there's really nowhere to turn right now to see, like, what should I be charging? Yeah, it's such a, it's such a a weird um, thing, I think, to have to think about. And I think, you know, I think there are a few influencers that have come out with these master classes and some of them do shed numbers and and I think it's a great guide for some people that are very very lost and I think something that has helped me is I've made a few really good friends in this space and so we compare sometimes you know and if we're both maybe working in a similar campaign or with similar deliverables similar you know the brand is of a similar size I'll be like oh my like what do you think based on like it's Sometimes you have to do that because at first it's very hard to measure like what's okay, what's acceptable to ask for, what's not acceptable. And I think brands, unfortunately, more often than not will lowball you because they can and because they're trying to spend at, at the least amount of money possible, obviously. And so I think something that I definitely didn't do at the beginning was, and I mean, I'm still beginning, but I'm saying like before is negotiate. I didn't even know I could. I didn't even know I had the opportunity to say, actually, this is my rate, you know, like I didn't know I could do that. So I think that's definitely something that I mean, I'm I'm so excited that you're doing that because I think that would be so helpful for so many people. And I think this space is only growing like it's only growing. So I love that you're doing that because I think we need a blueprint for this kind of shit, you know? Yeah, I think we really do. And I also read an article a few weeks ago um, where a creator who was a minority uh, had a conversation with a brand who said that they didn't have a budget to pay creators, etc. And then the minority creator received an email just a few minutes later addressing a different influencer and um, addressing a white influencer with and there, there was payment. a budget. Oh yeah. yes, it's yes. So All of a sudden, up. there's a budget, it's and I'm so like, messed up. Yeah, I, I, I think that's crazy, and yeah. I'm sure it happens. I, I'm sure that was just the one time that we caught it happening. You oh, know? for sure, for sure. I think, and I think that's so incredibly messed up. And I think, but I do think, unfortunately, that happens 
all the time. So I think having this information out there and having it be public knowledge, I think would hopefully help a lot of brands, not even help, but force a lot of brands to not be able right, hold them accountable and not let them get away with that because it's, it's 2021. This is, it's unacceptable, right? Like it's just, it's not even a thing. Um, well, I could keep talking to you forever. I'm going to ask you two more questions before I let you go. And this is just out of curiosity because I'm a huge morning person and I would love to, I love to know the morning routines of like people that are doing great shit and people that I admire. So I would love to know, like, what, do you have a morning routine? Are you a morning person? Are you a night person? Like, so I am horrible at waking up in the morning, but I love okay. mornings. Okay. So once so I'm you're up, kind of a morning person. I'm a morning person. <laughs> I don't know what you call that. Yeah. Um, but I have been in the routine lately of not going on my phone first thing in the morning. Uh, I actually bought a lockbox for my phone. Um, <laughs> it became such an issue. What? Um, yeah, for someone who gets distracted very easily, um, working on my phone is uh, a difficult uh, yeah. thing. Yeah, I so, hear you. Yeah, so I bought that lockbox, and um, I've lately been waking up in the morning. So my dog wakes me up. <laughs> which is super fun for me um, because it's so much better than an alarm clock. So he actually, like, comes up and, like, kisses my face, and that's how I get up. (laughs) My dog is literally laying right here. I wish he would wake me up, but he... He would sleep all day if I let him, so he definitely does Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah, so so my dog wakes me up, and then I immediately ask him if he wants to go for a walk, and that he gets so excited that it, like, forces me to get up immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been going on a walk first thing in the morning, not touching my phone, having coffee, and then, like, doing work for a couple hours, and then I'll, like, check my socials and eat breakfast because I'm not hungry first thing in the morning how do you, and do how all do you, that. How do you do work without, like checking like your email at least you know yeah so I will check my email like on my desktop so you mean like you won't check Instagram or TikTok or anything okay yes I I need to lock the phone away because the first thing I'll do is scroll through TikTok for like an hour wait so it's it's a literal like box that you just put your phone in yes I got it off Amazon I I think it's (laughs) called kitchen safe (laughs) I need you to send this to me because I think I might need one it's incredible, and there is no way to get your phone out if you change your mind. So you literally have to smash the box to get it out. <laughs> uh, that would give me anxiety, actually. Like, what if it gets stuck in there, you know? Oh, my gosh. The funniest thing, so I read a lot of reviews because I was worried about that, too, and no yeah. one has gotten their phone stuck. Okay. And so the, how does it, But how does it work? So, like, what do you mean if you change your mind? So do you leave like it in there Like, if you decide, for... like, oh, no, I need my phone, it's like you have to smash it with a hammer. So how do you get it out? Uh, well, it unlocks on its own after, like, you set a timer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you put your phone in, you set a timer. So usually I'll do one or wow. two hours. Yeah. And actually, so I thought, like, am I going to be anxious about my phone being locked in there? And I feel complete relief. I'm like, no notifications. And I honestly feel like my stress since getting this box two weeks ago has been cut in half. Really? I, I feel oh my so much better when my phone's locked up. I need you to send me this link. I I don't have notifications on anywhere. Like nothing is on. Like my messages, phone, nothing. Like if someone's calling me, like I'm not answering. Like probably. Like I love you, but I'm probably not answering ever. Um, I I had to take turn everything off because I was like I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a heart attack. You know, like I'm 
so type A. I'm a Capricorn and I just, it's, it was not going to work with me, you know? Yes, absolutely. I need the link for this lockbox. It's so funny. I will send it. <laughs> My last question for you is, since we're on the unwinding podcast, how do you unwind? How do you, you know, get your mind off things, off work? How do you, do you struggle with this? Because I struggle with yes. this. Okay. <laughs> That's a good question. I'm very bad at that. Um, so yeah. the, the lockbox has really been helping. Um, and I've been doing my best. So as like an ADD person or ADHD, I think is like the only diagnosis now. But anyway, um, something that's really been helping me a ton is writing down every single task I have to do and literally covering up all but one task. I mean, like Mm -hmm. you will do this one task at a time. And that has helped me during the day so that I actually feel like I can relax in the evening. It was an issue for me when I wasn't getting enough done to where I was like, well, I can't relax. I have to send this email and I have to do... And so... Being more productive has helped me a ton. And then, um, honestly, I love to read, love to hang out with my dog, my sister. Like, I don't know, just very, very basic. Uh, I do meditate a lot. Um, I just started meditating, and I'm loving it. I'm loving oh, it. Yeah. yeah, I have to do guided meditations because Same. I'm not, like, zen enough to just do no, it on my own. <laughs> yeah, no. But I'm loving I'm. I just got this app called the what is it because I used to use headspace but I I'm like I can hear that guy in my sleep like I just got so sick of his voice no offense you know so I I'm using insight timer it's so good you should try it it's so 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 good they have so many like they have like all these categories they have guided you can pick the time it's yeah I'm loving it and it's it keeps your progress and again like I said I'm a Capricorn so like I love knowing like it tells me like today it told me you've done five days in a row and I'm like yes I have you know what I mean like I just the little things I love it yes I, I would love that I'll have to download it I'm I'm a Scorpio but whatever I can't remember the name of it but it's like the planet that like rules or the house that rules your career my career mm-hmm. house is Capricorn so oh, I'm very like so much work. sense I'm a Scorpio moon do you know you're like oh yeah I'm, yeah. Very, I'm very into astrology are you Yes, uh, I'm a Cancer Moon, so super, like, emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so your big three is you're a Scorpio rising? Um, I'm a Scorpio Sun. I'm a Taurus rising. Scorpio Sun. Okay. Oh, see, that's the Earth energy. That's it. Oh, do you get that from me? Well... I yeah you give me very calm vibes actually like super I, I see the cancer and I see the Taurus more than I see the Scorpio you know oh, but I also yeah, yeah. know that Scorpios are so misunderstood I'm a Scorpio moon but I'm like kind of crazy I'm like I don't I'm not gonna say I'm crazy but like I'm very passionate let's just say that that's the word I'm using now I'm very passionate um but I'm a double Capricorn Scorpio moon so like oh my gosh driven <laughs> It's a lot over here. Anyway, this has been so good. I loved this conversation so much. Thank you so much for coming on. And where can, I mean, I'm sure everybody already follows you on TikTok, but where can people find you if they want to work with you, if they want to get a consultation? Tell us. Um, You can find me um, on social media at ITX me jewels it's me jewels was taken so um, (laughs) that's where you can find me on TikTok or Instagram and then you can just um, meet with me if you want to through the link in my bio perfect everything will be tagged and linked thank you so much Jules this was so 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 good yes thank you so much for having me of course (laughs) 
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.